Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And today on the show, I get to introduce you to Dr. Susan Barnes. Dr. Susan B. Barnes, CSNU, is a communication professor, medium, author, and spirit artist. She is a certificate holder from the Spiritualist National Union, SNU, and tutors mediumship classes on snui.org. She has been trained in mediumship at the prestigious Arthur Finley College in the UK and the International Spiritualist Federation. Her work has been featured in Psychic News, Psychic Observer, and in several television programs. In addition, she is the curator of the Spirit Art Gallery in New York. Her website is spiritartgallery.net. So welcome to We Don't Die Radio, Dr. Susan Barnes. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Oh, thank you for being the wonderful person you are. I know we spoke a couple minutes before we started recording, and I really pushed that SNUI on people, and uh, I'm grateful to see you're one of the tutors there. It's very exciting on the online community. Yes, it is. I mean, uh, it really is the biggest, the best bargain to learn mediumship available anywhere. And the people who teach there have, you know, wonderful credentials. So mm-hmm. it's a good place. It is. And, and most people, especially listen to this show, are from all over the world. And to go to a website, not only lo- lo- uh, learn mediumship, but to be able to go to some of these online services uh, and have an opportunity possibly to be connected with a loved one in spirit it's just the best so we can talk more about that but this show is about you not me doing all the talking so susan you're coming from us from new york today that's right i'm actually in lilydale you are in lilydale which we get to hear about okay great i'll ask you what lilydale is in a little while uh but how about a little bit about you how did you end up getting into this wonderful world of spirit communication. Maybe you can give us a little background of who you are professionally and, and how this world opened up, or has it been something that's always been there for you? Well, it's interesting because I, um, I've i heard this a lot. When I was a kid, I was claircognizant, so I knew information, but I didn't know how I knew it. So I told my parents, and they, of course, sent me to a psychiatrist which squashed the whole thing. Of course. Um, and of course. And then what happened to me was when I was 16, I had a boyfriend who died suddenly. And I had a, a ne- like a near death experience. And I saw clairvoyantly everything we had done together. And then the image stopped. And it shattered like a piece of glass. And then as the pieces fell down, I could see the room I was in because I had my eyes open. So I started seeking what what happened to me. What was that experience about? Right. And so, yeah, that set me on the quest for. Um, and it wasn't until later in life when I found spiritualism that everything clicked once I found that philosophy. Mm, and how did you end up getting introduced to spiritualism? Well, what's interesting, I lived for many, many years in New York City. And, uh, of course, I was down there on September 11th, and I was down at, at the World Trade Center when a lot of it happened and had to run from debris and wow. went through that whole trauma and then decided that um, I think maybe it's time to get out of New York. So I moved up to Rochester, 
New York and got a job at RIT, Rochester Institute of Technology. And in Rochester, I found that was where spiritualism really started. So I found spiritualism there and um, started going to the churches. Maybe you could describe, Susan, what spiritualism is. Some people, this is their very first episode. I know I've spoken about it in past episodes, but how is that distinguished from maybe another religion or others? Interesting question. Um, There are some basic principles. I'll name a couple of them. Um, They believe in God. They believe in the brotherhood of man. They believe in the spirit of angels, and they believe in the continuous existence of the human soul. And most of all, they believe in personal responsibility. So they have these principles that are not dogmas, but they're guidelines for you to try to live your life. And spiritualists believe in natural law, and natural law basically says If you put out good thoughts, you'll get good thoughts back. If you put out negativity, you'll get negativity back. So it really believes that you need to be positive and you need to be um, considerate of others and you need to do all these these good things if you're going to lead a spiritualist life. Mm -hmm. And spiritualism welcomes everybody, right? Absolutely right, Yes. yes. Yeah, and I've been to plenty of spiritualist services and they are fantastic. I mean, I grew up with a Catholic background, and although it's definitely different, I felt just in a warm, loving congregation, and different than a homily, but the minister would share uh, some very moving things. There's music, and at the end, the uh, minister or whomever will do a platform reading and talk to the congregation about what deceased people are there. And I thought, this is like no other thing I've ever experienced. Yes, yes. And then what what the my credentials with the SNU are is that I'm qualified to do a lecture and a demonstration of mediumship at any of their church services. Excellent. And you've worked for that quite I mean, that's definitely a road you had to be on to do that. That's not a a mail-in application and there you get it. No. No, no. I mean, it's like I've written, at this point, I've written probably 75 essays Mm -hmm. and um, done, had to do services. I had to do 25 services and 25 demonstrations just to start. Just to start. And then go beyond that, just to start, yeah. And that's demonstration, and, demonstrating your mediumship, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, and you can do that. What's nice about the SNUI is that you can do most of it online. I did a large part of it online, but then I went to England for the final testing. And because I did it in person, I got the full credentials. Oh, that's excellent. And in England, you mean at the Arthur Finley College? No, actually, no? There, there's an, there, it's now called the Barbanal Center, but hmm. they have a second place in Stafford, England, which is where they do all of the teacher training. Oh, okay. And all of the testing, yeah. Right, but the main headquarters is in by the college, I think. Is that it? the college? Yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's, I didn't know about that. Well, that's excellent. So then, now, what are you up to? What am I up to now? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm... Uh, Doing spirit art, doing lots of readings, and um, I'm collecting stories about how 
physical phenomena and the afterlife kind of makes us tries to make us aware of things in everyday life oh i'd love to talk about that some but before we do the name of the show is we don't die as of course you know there could be a first time listener here today that uh, is has lost a loved one and is looking for a reason to believe that their loved one has not gone for good that they might see them again is there any personal story or you don't have to give names of course but maybe of a connection that you were able to make um that you know i think every time i'm guessing that you work with someone you leave that session inspired um but is there anything you can share maybe to someone to help them really believe that life after death is real well uh, i mean there's so many stories um i'm focusing on the fact that that things are now um appearing like butterflies and birds and things like that and i'll i'll give you oh i'm i know my story i was visiting my mother who's very ill and out on the balcony was this little bird and i'm watching this little bird pop around and for some reason i'm thinking of my father and it's reminding me of my deceased father and so i looked at the bird and i thought oh this is great and i'm thinking of him the next day i was on snui and at one of the services and i got this reading and and the medium starts saying well there are birds and she's talking about like the bird that was popping around on the on the balcony and she was connecting with my father so i knew that it wasn't just a coincidence yeah i had a very similar thing on snui uh then i really I tell you, I, I know I talk about this a lot, but snui.org is a great online community and it's less than $30 US a year. And you can attend mediumship classes and trainings and go to a church service. And it's an excellent time for a loved one to come through. And the very first one I was on, Susan, I had been out for a walk almost every day and I like a little kid I was picking dandelions and blowing them in the wind and making wishes and I don't know I was just being silly and so when I tuned into one of the services in SNUI uh, and towards the end of the service when they started doing the demonstration of, of mediumship this woman said okay there's a man here says his daughter's in the room and um, you know the virtual room and it, it described his cancer and what he looked like and how he passed and said and I said well, that's I'll take that sounds you know really sounded like my dad with all this there's some other specifics but then the message was your dad is with you every time you go for the walk and you pick up the dandelions and blow them making your wishes he takes every walk by your side I mean it was so matter of fact and to the point that it couldn't have been for anybody else you know it was beautiful oh no yeah I mean, and that's what happens when, when, as a medium, when you really get that spirit link, that's a good close link, they can impart that information to their loved one. And it is just so moving for everyone. It is. When you make those, or you get those links personally, do you just know the information? Do you see people in your mind's eye? Uh, how do you feel that they're present? Is it? Well, it's interesting. I was just talking to another medium about this, and um, we both agreed, and we 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 feel the link. It's it's like I feel someone standing next to me, so I feel a presence there. Um, and then what you have to do 
which is in some ways easy, but in other ways extremely difficult, is you have to clear your mind, get rid of all your thoughts, and let the the spirit just come through and impart the information. So the truth of the matter is I don't remember any of my messages. Wow. Because spirits, no, I don't remember them. So if someone came back to me and said, oh, you told me blah, 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 I, I, I wouldn't remember. Sometimes there's little bits here and there that hit my conscious mind, but most of the time they don't. So you're so present and then you have the other person who is pretty much just saying yes or no, if they can take the information. Yeah, that's what you need. And the more the other person responds with their voice, the stronger the link will become. And it's it's at the point where, for me, it's like the link is just saying something to me in my ear, and I'm just speaking it. That's phenomenal. I think there's a – Penn & Teller had something on a, an old TV show I saw on the Internet, and it was about, a med, about mediums and how fake they are, one of those kind of things. And they were talking about cold readings. And, well, yeah, I can understand – everybody's especially if you're in your 50s probably has a grandparent in spirit you know and and that there are general generalities but what i really like about the training with spiritualism is uh the the sitter the person that's working with you does not give you any information except for yes or no yeah well the thing that's interesting i just wrote an article and i've been doing research on the differences between psychics and mediums Mm -hmm. and we found in our research that the mediums that come out of a spiritualist background are much more accurate than mediums that that don't so and there was a huge difference i mean if you go on the on to youtube and look at the work of tony stockwell and look at the work of gordon higginson mm-hmm. and then compare it to the long island medium you'll see a huge difference mm-hmm. uh, and there's no cold readings involved there because you're trained not to do it. In fact, in in the English training, you cannot ask a question. Oh, I didn't you know have that. To, oh, yeah. No, you can't ask questions. You have to – what you have to do is present the information first. You have to say things like, I'll say, I believe I have um, your father in spirit. Is that correct? And then they'll say yes or no. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't say, do you have a father in spirit? That's not allowed. Excellent. Yeah, so, I mean, and when you do, when you watch the television mediums, um, you'll see that they're asking lots and lots of questions, and um, they're they're fishing. They're fishing. And uh, there's a medium that I know here in the Dale will, who will get up and go, I have a Bob, I have a John, I have a Jim. You know, that's fishing. Because how many of those names are there? Tons. That's right. There's lots. And, I mean, I hate to say it, there's this one medium – who I've heard her stand up and give the same message half a dozen times. I have a Joseph here. He died in a car accident. You know, um, he's, you know, whatever. Are we still connected? We are. Okay, good. We're still rolling. My screen went black. Um, But anyway, yeah, so, and people will take it, you know, but that's not the way you're supposed to work. I mean, the way I work, and everybody's a little bit different, is that, I will go to someone and the relative will tell me 
who's there, whether it's a mother or father or grandmother. Sometimes I'm off a generation and I have a grandmother instead of a mother Mm -hmm. or a mother instead of a grandmother. But generally, I'm pretty good with the relationship. And so that's the person that's with me. And then after I, I identify the relationship, I will start describing the person. And then get, you know, get verification that they look like this, they did that, you know, type of thing so that they know I really do have that person with me. Mm-hmm. I think one of our things, we none of us wants to be had or be part of fraud or, you know, when we're in such a tender, vulnerable state, somebody who's experiencing grief and really wants to believe, I mean, it's, you know, I've, I've heard just so many stories about people that have, uh, spent a lot of money and and really didn't get anything and some of the stories are really heartbreaking so i love that snu snui uh spiritualism has such integrity with how people are trained yeah well i mean the the other thing you know with, with me and, and i tell people to and they don't understand is that if you go to a medium and they're not giving you anything you recognize, tell them right away. Uh, tell them within the first few minutes, and they should give you your money back. Mm-hmm. Me, I never collect any money until everything's over with and everything's fine. And if there's ever any doubt, I won't take any money. Oh, or I if love I've, that. Yeah, or if I feel, and this has happened to me, if I feel that a person is coming and they're 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 like I did, I had a woman come to me who was going in for surgery, and she really didn't want a reading. Um, she really just needed some some support, mm-hmm. some some positive things to think about. So I couldn't charge her, right? You know, money, and I could tell she didn't have much money, mm-hmm. you know. And if I don't do my job, I don't charge somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, you have integrity, and I I love that. Even uh, you had said the SNUI, the online organization, is run by volunteers. That's correct. Yeah. So, and and you yourself are one of the tutors at one of the uh, the mediumship classes online. Yes, I'm one of the volunteers. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday yeah. night, nine p.m. That's your <laughs> class. That's my. Uh, my slot, yes, and I've been I've been very good. I've been there just about every week, unless I, you know, have to cancel. But it's very rare that I'm canceling. I'm also on Sundays, the first and the third Sundays at six thirty Eastern time. Mm, wonderful. That's one last plug for snui.org. Check it out. You know, you get a membership. It takes uh, uh, several days before they send you your um, login information, but. What a great place. And again, for under $30 a year, wherever you are in the world, uh, you can take part of this. And Susan, I don't know about you, but most of the services that I've gone to, there's less than 20 people ever at any one of them. So the chance of one of your loved ones coming through is very high, especially the more you do it. Yes, it is. Yeah. I mean, I have seen more people online there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for example, Stella Upton once did a demonstration of orographs and it was really interesting now this is the way she worked she started giving out information and she said you have to take a hundred percent of this information and ironically I knew halfway through it that it was for me and out of everything she said there was only one piece of information and she must have said 20 or 30 different things wow that I was a little bit shaky on but I could come up with a 
a logic for it. So yeah, I mean, that's mediumship. That's really good. Yeah, I've seen some people that said their name, who their, what the relationship is, what street people lived on, and I think some of that really comes with time and dedication and training. So yeah, what is it? it yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say it also comes with integrity. Yes, yes, yep. The spirit world will work with you if you're working with them. Yeah, and it's That's not right. not about having a big ego and yeah, look at me, all that stuff. So I want to ask ego you killed it. a little bit more about yourself and and what we want to talk about here on the show today, because um, you you're up to a bunch of stuff. Because I would love to hear about the um, the paintings, the I mean the the art. Uh, and even have we talked a little bit um, about the physical signs that we can receive. So, and I also want to make sure we talk a little bit about Lilydale, what that is. So where should we proceed? What do you well, think? I'll just tell, tell you with art. I, I did train as an artist. So um, when I was younger, that was the career choice that I had. And then what I did was... Um, Well, making money with art is difficult, so I became a graphic designer in New York City, and um, I had a successful business for a number of years and did art, and then I began teaching art, so that's how things kind of came around, and when I was teaching art, um, I tried to get a better job, but I couldn't because I didn't have the right credentials, so I went and got a PhD, figuring that was the last credential I would need. Mm Mm-hmm. And that worked out. And so I, um, it's come full circle. I've ended up first, I was doing internet, um, research for a while, but then I came back to visual communication. So I've now come full circle and I'm back to what I started with, which is having the art gallery, doing spirit art and promoting spirit art as much as I can. What is the spirit gallery, art? Yeah. Um, there's there's many many different types of spirit art um i guess the two basic classifications are is there's the art that um people are just inspired to do um but then there's also art that's evidential and when we talk about the evidential which gets into the afterlife it's when and i do this i'll draw portraits i'll be with a group of people i will just draw a portrait and someone in the group will identify it as as one of their relatives. That's pretty great. And I'm not the only one that do, does this. There's quite a few people that mm-hmm. do it. Um, but that's called evidential art. Another way the evidential art comes through is, is we have these things called orographs, which are more symbolic, where people draw symbols that have things relating to the person's life. And sometimes in the drawings, they'll draw a house or they'll draw something like your grandmother's house or something that's evidential that they'll recognize from their real life. That's great. Very good. Um, I was going to ask you a question and it's gone. So <laughs> keep talking if you don't mind. You're, oh, okay. No, yeah, go ahead. No, that, that's it. But there's also, I mean, sometimes spirit gods appear, but I don't draw spirit gods per se because you can't verify them. Although, I, I mean, like for me, I've had all kinds of verification. For example, two students, um, different times, different years, different places have drawn a similar image for the same person. So then we know that that guide is, is a legitimate guide for that person. I've also had students draw, I mean, I've put a picture in an envelope, and I've had students draw 
the person in the envelope, and um, which is pretty accurate. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've had. Oh, here's the most amazing. Okay. This is the most amazing spirit art experience I've done, and I've done it several times now. It's more than once here, and I did it here in Lilydale. They used to have a thing, well, they still do. They had a thing where the mediums on Tuesday nights would do a presentation, and I always do spirit art. Now, what I always did was um, I didn't just lecture about spirit art. I would stand up and draw one or two portraits. Um, they would be identified, and then I'd look at everybody and go, now it's your turn. And I would pair everybody in the room up, and usually there's about 30 people, pair them up with someone and I tell them they don't have to draw, they don't have to be a great artist, because something in the picture will be recognizable to the other person. So we do, we get everything from almost stick figures to beautiful drawings, and then when the other person looks at it, um, nine times out of ten it's taken. I have about a 90% rate at having the, the pictures um, accepted. That's wonderful. And then... The one time, I have to tell you, the one time um, this woman drew a picture of a little girl mm -hmm. and uh, the recipient of it couldn't identify it. She said, no, it just doesn't, doesn't make sense to me at all. But she took the picture home. And when she got home, she found out that her friend's daughter, who looked like the picture, had passed away. Wow. So, so she gave the picture to the girl's mother. Very nice. Those are the best kinds yeah. of evidence, I think, when you can't, you don't know something right away, and then you yeah. go back into your life and you find out it's a, a person in your life or was or somehow. Yeah, sometimes they say, and so that does happen. I mean, you don't, don't want to have it happen. You, you don't want to have somebody say, oh, well, I'm right, take it, you know, take home, find out. Um, you can't have that attitude about it. No. But you have to, but my friend... My dear friend, Shannon, Shannon Taggart, who is a spirit photographer, she does amazing work. She does mediumship with her camera. Um, she started on her journey because she came to Lilydale, and in one of the outdoor services, they told her how her grandfather died. And the story they told didn't match the story that she knew from her family. So she, went, she was with a cousin, and the two of them went back and said, the medium said that Grandpa died from choking. You said he died of natural causes. And then they, they admitted that he had really died from choking. Interesting. And they had been covering it up for all these years. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to talk to Shannon Taggart. You're the fourth person that's mentioned her. <laughs> oh, she's a really dear friend of mine. Oh, wonderful. We work together. I'm her model. I'm her medium model. You are. Yes, yes, she has a book coming out, and the picture she wants to use on the cover is, is its it's me standing in the mist at Arthur Finley College, and in the mist there are all these faces. Oh, amazing, yeah. Yeah, so we do, and she's gotten, she's taken pictures of me. It's like when I go to people, yes, I'm, I'm also a trans medium. I'm a trans medium. I show them a picture of Shannon's, and there's a picture of me, and doing transfiguration where there's another face, a smaller face, appearing on the side of my face. Incredible. Maybe you could just speak a couple of minutes what transmediumship is and transfiguration because this is a new topic to a lot of people. 
Well, yes, there are different types of mediumship. I mean, the categories are mental mediumship and physical mediumship. And just to give you a little bit of background, the physical mediumship was what happened really in the 1800s. There was a lot of that, and that's when the tables would levitate and trumpets would fly around the room and all kinds of physical things would go on. Sometimes it was in the form where, where, where people would materialize in the room because what happens with physical phenomena is that the mediums and the people in the room are creating this substance called ectoplasma. And the ectoplasma can become more solid. And the more solid it becomes, the more of an image you'll see. Um, so they would um, just see, they would physically see this phenomena happening. And there's a difference because... and with the mental mental mediumship you're getting information about a loved one mm -hmm. and it is more of a mental type of process um, trance actually falls under the category of mental mediumship um, although it's used a lot in physical mediumship circles and what it me what it does is it's a situation where the medium goes into a state and they allow the spirit to speak through them. In traditional mental mediumship, you know, the medium is interpreting, you know, is being the medium for the message coming out. Um, but with trance mediumship, you, you're just really like giving your voice box over to spirit and allowing them to say whatever they want to say. It's pretty incredible. I've, I've witnessed it. I just, that was the last course I did and the college, Arthur Finley College was on trans mediumship and I, uh, to but say mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. It's taught a lot in England, but not in the United States. Mm -hmm. But beautiful. The messages of philosophy that have come through just, it, it's hard for me, same thing with physical mediumship to, to get that I'm experiencing what's really happening. Cause like that kind of stuff is in the movies. Not in reality, you know, it is reality. And so I'm excited about this show and sharing more about this because I'm hoping to excite people to get interested and maybe start uh, experimenting with some of these things themselves. You know, really beautiful. Well, I just have to say is that you have to be careful because you really have to know what you're doing. Um, mediums have been hurt. Um, I'll give you an example. There's a wonderful physical medium in England, um, Scott Mulligan, who um, we were doing a series of seances, and we were told over and over and over again, you know, you can't clap, you can't make a loud noise when the phenomenon is happening because um, it could hurt the medium. Because what's happening is the ectoplasma is being extruded from the medium's body, and the sound will make it snap back in and when it snaps back in it can hurt them um, and what happened was that uh, one of the last group uh, went in there and as soon as the trumpet started floating around the room they all started clapping and poor Scott got hurt yes I've studied Seriously. with him and it's it's yeah. the real deal and and it's to me every time ecto plasm or plasma said it, it sounds like we're talking about something from ghostbusters <laughs> i have a problem will, with the word but it, no 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 but you have to realize that that um dan Aykroyd's relatives were spiritualists i didn't know that 
Yes, his grand, his father, his grandfather. We've been uh, trying to get, like get him to come down to Lilydale, but they used to. I think his grandfather used to come to Lilydale. So the word ectoplasma from Ghostbusters is the same word from spiritualism. Yeah, I figured it was, and I'm not. It's not that I'm afraid of saying it, but it's just it's like bringing in this word that I think people conjure up the movie and think that oh, can't be real, but that's well, great. Yeah, I mean sometimes it can be gooey. But not as not green and gooey like in the movie. No, no, it's not. I mean, it's more like a mucusy kind of thing, Mm. substance. Susan, how about we talk about physical uh, stuff happening in in everyday lives? Can we talk about that? I know we had mentioned that in our emails, but yeah, what do you want to share about that? Well, I mean, I think what I really want to share is I want to tell people to to pay more attention. Because these physical phenomena happen all the time. Um, for example, there was a young man in Brooklyn that I knew, and wherever he went, pennies would come down from the ceiling. And it would, pennies would, like, rain on him. The, the typical story is that people will go around and they'll always find nickels or dimes or pennies. Yes. Like, with, always with heads up never tails down Mm -hmm. and there'll be a relative that they associate that with um so there are i mean the spirit world is trying to remind us all the time that they're there and sometimes it's in the form of butterflies um sometimes it's in the form of animals and people do this all the time they'll associate they'll associate these things with a particular person a typical other story is that sometimes people will think they've physically heard the voice of someone who's passed yes. calling their name. Yeah, that's very common, very, very common. And they are. They're just trying to get their attention and make them aware that they're there. They're fine. They're on the other side. Um, but there, there's na- there's names sometimes. Oh, uh, there's apports. You don't know what apports are. Apports are objects that materialize um uh i don't know if you've been to one of scott's seances where he's all of a sudden like created um um a key or a necklace or something has like formed no i've seen seen them that have come from other seances but i have not witnessed anything like that yeah um they just kind of appear um and for some like me that's what happened to me when i was a kid um, I had airports appear to me, appear. I, of course, at the time, I didn't know it was an airport. I had um, an Indian arrowhead um, appear to me. Uh, I mean, it was physical. It wasn't, you know, it was physical. It was lying, just lying. For some reason, out in the grass, outside, these airports come to me. That was the first one. Uh, later on, I had a second one come to me, and it was wild about it, was that the airport was wrapped. The grass was wrapped around the airport, like in perfect form. I mean, grass is not like that in nature. Mm. It doesn't doesn't enclose no. an object. No. Right. So, I mean, I knew it was an airport. Um, but I've also been in seances where they've appeared. Sometimes they've appeared under chairs. Sometimes... They come out of a medium's mouth. Um, lots of times they're stones. Um, we've had, I'm trying to think, yeah, I've had some like pieces of jewelry, because I make jewelry, um, appear in, in rooms and spaces where I've never had it, you know, had anything like that. Um, you know, stuff moves around. Um, 
my car keys. My car, I lost it. I still lost the car keys. Um, they disappeared from my pocket. I mean, and between where I parked the car and where I went, you know, I have no idea what happened. They just disappeared. Now, they could appear again for me at some point. And that's the story. Like some people lose a piece of jewelry mm -hmm. and then it, they'll find it and it will appear in a totally different place. That's an airport. That's crazy and great. Yeah, it is. And the opposite is an asport, which is when it disappears. So <laughs> things will disappear and things will appear. Um, you know, and <laughs> you just kind of live with it. Man, I would love to experience that in my lifetime. Um, something that wasn't there before and then all of a sudden shows up. You know, I just think that's that's great. And how about... Yeah, and it's pretty instantaneous too yeah how about table tipping there's a lot that i've been hearing about lately with table tipping table tipping uh and then there's a some guy who's out to prove so much fraud and he's like i'll show you how the tables tip and um he did a demonstration and it looked like the table was tipping with him too and i thought hmm have you done any of that or witnessed any of that on how it looked fake you know just on the, on the real oh, yeah. the real deal tipping the real deal yeah sure um and there's Oh, the real deal. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 it's, it, I've done table tipping numerous times with different mediums, and there are some mediums that, um, and everybody has a little different energy. There's some mediums that have more energy to do that, but usually you get the table so that the table is moving in a direction, and like a pendulum, you ask it which way's yes, which way's no, and then you can ask, start asking it questions, and it will answer them. And the table's moving on its own, and there just might be a light touch on the very top of the table. By yeah, you just yeah, you just put your hands lightly, lightly around the top of the table. I mean, you, and some tables respond better than others. My story was we were doing it at Arthur. It wasn't Arthur Finley College. We were doing it. I was doing it in England, and there was one person who was really good at getting the tables going. And the table was going so fast, I literally fell on the floor. <laughs> Hopefully, I couldn't keep up with the table. You didn't get hurt. That's funny. Oh, no, 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 no. But, um, I mean, and I've seen, and tables have, like, done weird things, too. Like, they've, you know, tried to get up on one foot and, and spin around and, and do all kinds of crazy things. So, yeah, when you can get them really going. And to witness something like that in front of your very eyes, it just... Uh. Yeah, but they're... But there are still, we did it. Okay. Mm -hmm. We had um, a, a friend of mine here in the Dale. Um, in my, I, have, I always have a seance room in the Dale. Um, my old seance room was, it was a room that many other mediums had used. So it had a lot of activity to it. So we wanted to do a table tipping seance because there was um, – a young woman who was a naysayer. She didn't believe it. So we did. We actually got the table going, but she still didn't believe it. She still didn't believe it. So some people aren't going to be convinced even when they see it. Hmm. I think I've experienced enough phenomena and cool things and things in my own mind and from other people that I'd be open to it. I haven't experienced it either. So uh, now you've mentioned a few times the Dale and Lily Dale. I'm someone who's not been there. Can you describe, maybe tell us where it is, first of all, and what it is? Okay. It's, Lily Dale is probably the largest spiritualist community in the world. 
It is located um, about an hour south of Buffalo, New York. It's between the city of Jamestown and a little town called Dunkirk. Um, it is literally a community. The, the land that it's on really should be an island, but it's not. They kind of put the land in so it's more of a peninsula mm-hmm. right now. Um, and it has, oh my goodness, I can't remember how many homes. What do you have, 500 homes? It has houses very close together because it used to be, it, okay, it started at the uh, during the 1800s. It first started as a free thinkers association. And, and what they would do is, and the train would come here from New York City. There was a train station right next door. So the people would come here and they had tents. And they would build like a tent community, um, and they would discuss all kinds of things. This was a hotbed for um, uh, it was spiritualism, it was the women's movement, and it was uh, the abolitionists were here as well. Um, around here, there's a lot of houses where the slaves used to be be hid hidden, and then they would ship them over the lakes to Canada. Um, so, so this was a real hotbed of all kinds of 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 new thought and images. So then the spiritualists took over the camp and um, they start slowly but surely the tents became houses. So that's why the houses are so close together is because they were built on old tent sites. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Um, And what happens is that there's probably about 250 people that live here all year round. Mm -hmm. And then during the summer, there's thousands um, and you can come to it. That there is a gate fee because they do demonstrations of mediumship three times a day. They have a healing temple. Um, they have a, a community of me- mediums. If you become a registered medium there, you can have a business. Um, that's all it means is you have a business in the Dale, and people can pay you to come and, and get a reading. Um but you don't have to go to someone. You can also just do the public, public events. Um, they have like Monday nights. They have a, um, a mini circles where um, people for fifteen dollars, I think it is, um, can go and get like a ten-minute reading uh, from a medium. So there's all kinds of mediumistic activities that go on here. There is. A library as well that has one of the largest probably collections of spiritualist books. Wow, good to know. And and is there like big meeting rooms and things that these go on? Because I've I almost think I've heard people take courses in Lilydale. Are there? Yes, they have. A, we have a summer workshop program. There is the big programs are done in the auditorium. The auditorium's been there since the eighteen hundreds. Wow. Um, so it's not air conditioned. Um. And we have people like James Von Prague comes. The Ghostbusters used to come. Um, we now are getting celebrity mediums moving into the Dale. We have uh, Lisa Williams mm-hmm. now has a home here. Michelle White Dove also has a home here. Um, so, Are there places you know. for people to stay up there, or do they stay in an area town and get a hotel No, there's, there's lots of guest houses. There's a hotel here. There are two hotels, actually. There's one in the Dale, one just outside. And then there's lots of guest houses. So, I mean, it's kind of like a retreat for a lot of people. You can come here, take a workshop, and the workshops are all kinds of different things. I'm right now putting together programs for 2018, 
and we're trying to do a program on um, um, spiritualism and technology. So we have um, people coming from England to do um, EVP work in the seance room, and I've got Vicki Talbot and um, Sherry Pearl from the Afterlife Association coming to to um, demonstrate their work. Oh, that's with connecting wonderful. EVP with children. So, you know, we do programs like that, and we're, we're working on it right now for 2018. Yeah, the Afterlife um, Education Research Institute, or I said it backwards, AREI, uh, is hosting a symposium this September, and I know Sherry Pearl's going to be there, and probably Vicki as well, and yeah. I'll, I'll be going. And I'll be there. Oh, you'll yeah. be there. Oh, well, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Do you yeah. know what? I forgot about that. I was making a plug for it. Completely forgot you're going to be there too. So this is a perfect opportunity to invite our listener to come meet us both there September 15th right. through 17th, 2017 and go to org to find out more, to register. And also if you can't make it, go to the website and just check out some of these people that are doing some cutting edge things in the world of life after death. I can't wait. I'm not get to meet you in person i'm excited about that oh yeah no it's gonna be great fun yeah it'd be really wonderful uh so lilydale yeah i'm gonna have to check that out and that sounds is is that anything similar to like casadega in florida well you know it's funny casadega florida was named after casadega new york oh is that and casadega new york is actually where i have a house too um it's just it's just outside Lilydale, the town that Lilydale is kind of in is Casadega. Um, so when what used to happen was the mediums from Lilydale during the winter, because it's really snowy here, mm-hmm. wanted to go to the warm, so they formed the the Casadega community down in Florida. Wow, it's this so all that's the connection coming first yeah. circle, the very first medium reading I ever had was just with a friend of mine. I lived in Daytona Beach, Florida. I was 19 years old. And this friend said, eh, let's go to this place. It's called Casadega. I thought, oh, you know, it's my very first entry to it. And so now here I am, 51, having this conversation. And uh, Well, it's, it's really funny world. because my dear friend, Dennis Morley, and I, we, we don't work in the Dale. We won't. We we uh, we call ourselves Casadega mediums because we we have places outside in Casadega. He lives in Casadega, and my art gallery's in Casadega. Oh, but close by. That's great. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a mile from the Dale. Yeah, I'll you have can to walk make a, there. A, a trip up there Hopefully. sometime. Being in New England myself, I can get up there. Yep. Oh, just well, let thanks. me know. Yes, yes. Well, our time's going by fast. Is there anything I should have asked you or that you want to share that you haven't? And uh, the floor is yours for any final comments or any bits of inspiration that you feel inspired to share. I'll just say this. I said, at the Afterlife Conference, I will be talking about physical phenomena and spiritualism and trying to make a closer connection between spiritualism and afterlife studies. Beautiful. I look forward to it. So it should be fun. Very much look forward to it. Well, Dr. Susan Barnes, thank you for being our guest today. 
No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> and for our listener, thank you as well for being here. Uh, I love having these conversations, as you know, and I hope you do too. Love being here. And as always, you can go to wedontdieradio.com and check out all the back episodes. It's also on iTunes, YouTube, and every podcast oh, site I should, imaginable. I know what I should say. Sure, if anybody sure. comes to Lilydale, if they're coming in the summer, Every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, I teach art classes, and you don't have to be an artist, but we do art and you get readings. Oh, very exciting. Thank you for sharing that. And as a reminder, your website is spiritartgallery.net. Oh, I didn't ask you, are you open if someone listens to the show and wants to request a, a telephone medium reading with you? Um, yes. I mean, all of my information is on the website okay. and all the things I'm doing is, are there. And, and if they're in the area, we, we're, we do readings at the gallery, um, or we, I can do readings on the phone or through Skype. Um, so we are available. Yeah. Uh, so please check it out. Yeah. And I do love what you shared earlier, uh, that you have integrity. I really love that. So um, spiritartgallery.net is Dr. Susan Barnes' website. Well, then I'm going to close this episode and just say thank you for being here. It's a reminder, you can always go to snui.org if you want to dabble in spiritualism. It's just great. And even go to some of the online services and maybe even take a class with uh, Dr. Susan Barnes. It's all included in that under $30 a year membership. It's fabulous. But in closing, my name is Sandra Champlain, and I've been your host on We Don't Die Radio. And I do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is important. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.